<laughs> How you doing, bro? Good, brother. So you. Yeah. I guess I guess I guess one of my uh one of my ancestors was a founding father, yeah. Yeah, But again, you know, we 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 can never be completely sure, you know, paternity and everything, but yeah, let's let's just uh but still, yeah, it doesn't matter. Apparently my great something grandpa was uh was one of the Signers of the Declaration of Independence, yep. There you go. I know I know you, you love you love that stuff, huh, Jose? Because uh is it because you came to America and you're just fascinated by the culture and you're fascinated by the history or well Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I, I love I love the family father, man. I love what they stood for. I yeah. love the declaration of independence. I mean, I just, I love it, man. I mean, I don't think that there's anything more fascinating than, you know, just the funding of this country, you know. I mean, it's just, I mean, aside from the Bible, you know, I think that what the Declaration of Independence, along with the with the Constitution of the United States, is like the most important legacy that they gave us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that it is it is really fascinating and important and it's kind of like it is kind of like a biblical type of thing. This uh this revolution toward a, a a system that provides more freedom where you don't have a have to be under the will of a monarch and this is giving more more of a power to people to make decisions and allowing for, you know, I guess, I guess all of, all of the people within the society, at least the Declaration of Independence opens it so that everybody, even, even men, women, black, quote unquote, black people, we know it's a social construction, but black people, it, the, the Declaration of Independence opens it so that everybody can have a voice and everybody, yeah, everybody can, yeah. Although it might not necessarily be true, we saw throughout history that 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 wasn't uh that ideal wasn't fulfilled. But at least I hear that you know the Declaration of Independence opens it up for that possibility. There you go. And uh, and then that that allows for you know hopefully a society where people can can evolve. And since everybody can have a voice, you want to have a, a a culture that where everybody has a can expand their minds to where that they can contribute in a significant way. And uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's really fascinating uh, phenomena what happened. And but I guess you know, but Jose, I guess I was going on throughout the whole world though. At that same time, it wasn't just America. I, I mean, it, there was a French Revolution going on. There was, um, it, I guess it, it was in Britain too. I may, maybe they're moving toward more parliamentary system and more, you know, let less less of a focus on the monarchy. And I think that that evolution is is occurring everywhere. And you're seeing it in China, I guess too, right? Where we have, uh. People are moving more toward democracy. 
um, in the Middle East, I guess there's 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 movements more toward democracy and all that. Um, yeah. Although it's you know it's some sometimes it can be difficult because of the the cultural factors. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it was it was an enlightenment period, and I, I look at like the, the the teachings of Thomas Jefferson, or or you know he, he he but he was still he still had the Bible, he was still reading the Bible, but then but but then the interesting thing was he was looking at the Bible, but he was looking at it through more of a rationalistic perspective, and I guess maybe yeah that's what was going on in enlightenment. People were looking at, at things more through uh through through rationalism and, and naturalism, and so he took out all the miracles. Thomas Jefferson kind of took out the miracles and, and tried to see Jesus as just a, a powerful teacher. Yes. Very uh, powerful teacher, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson, man, he was yeah. he was a phenomenal writer too. A good writer. I mean, he was the one that trusted, you know, the Declaration of Independence, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and and I I really I love it that you're really so, so fascinated with all that, Jose. Because I told you, my great something grandpa, apparently, you know, my my grandma's last name is uh, or my grandma's mom's last name was Livingston. Yeah. So apparently, her great something grandpa was Philip Livingston, who who signed the Declaration of Independence, and then his cousin was one of the writers of the dec or, or of the Constitution with Thomas Jefferson. I mean, I guess Thomas Jefferson probably did most of the work. I don't know exactly what what he, he did. His name was Robert Livingston. I'm not really sure exactly what he did in in regards to that, but he was a part of the committee of five that helped to write the Constitution. Yeah. And I got yeah. So yeah, it's it's fascinating stuff. But then, but then even even the the interesting thing though, Jose, is we we look at we look at Thomas Jefferson. And Thomas Jefferson might have had these, you know, enlightened notions of, um, you know, all men are created equal. But then his 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 actions that sometimes didn't correspond with that. I mean, yes, he had a he, he had slaves, and then and then he had a I guess he had an affair with with the with one of his slaves, and he had children with them. And actually, what was interesting, Jose, I told you about this. One of my uh, classmates. At, at Harvard Westlake, where I went to high school, his he was a descendant of Thomas Jefferson. He was he was quote unquote black again. That's a social construction, but he's quote unquote African American. But he was a descendant of Thomas Jefferson. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, and he, he ended up playing in the NFL. Oh wow! I think I could probably say his name. I'll say his name. Might as well Jonathan Martin. He's actually a famous guy. And and you know you know, you know what happened with him, Jose? Yeah. He was uh he was in the NFL and then he was bullied in the NFL. You know, he's a very smart guy. And and that makes you wonder, like, maybe he got his, his intelligence from from Thomas Jefferson, or maybe again it could just be because he he believed that he was a descendant of Thomas Jefferson that that gave him incentive to to act really smart. But he went to Stanford and he was like a literature guy, so he was kind of quote unquote nerdy, right? Got it. 
and uh, and in the NFL he was bullied, and there was a big uh, big kind of fiasco, big controversy over this, where where he he uh, he left the NFL because of this, and uh, yeah, he he left the NFL and it was all in the newspapers, it was all on TV. John Jonathan Martin was being bullied, and uh, and I, and it was actually terrible stuff. You know, they're, they're saying mean 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 cruel things to him, but yeah. That happened, and, and but he was a descendant of Thomas Jefferson, which is interesting. But yeah, it, it, it's fascinating that that he he had these Enlightenment ideas, but then at the same time, some of his actions didn't correspond to that. That's something. Wow. So I mean, That's pe- amazing, man. yeah, pe- pe- people aren't perfect, and also just that was that was the culture of that time. It, they, they had slavery. That's that's where their eco- economy was based around, and 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 they designated quote unquote black people as inferior, and that was a way that they can maintain a a, a perpetual class that could that could fulfill those economic duties, or the, to maintain this this economy of 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 the, of the farming economy. And, and Thomas Jefferson was a big part of that farming economy. Um, he wanted to maintain that. He was kind of actually opposed to the to the industrial. To moving toward yeah. industrialization, because because he, he saw some sort of power and uh, and honor in, in maintaining maintaining your your you know your connection to the land, and he thought that farming was kind of conducive to that, you know. Yeah. Man, but you're very knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I listen I listen to a lot of audiobooks, Jose, and I know Jose so. So you 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 listen to audiobooks. I remember I was really I really loved Jose when you had me over at, at your boat. We we slept over on that boat that one day when when I helped you move yeah. I helped you move stuff, and then we we slept over in uh where, where where were we? What was that? What was that beach called? Hollywood Beach. Is that where where the boat was that we slept on, or the other one? Yeah, because we did in both, right? Yeah. And, uh, we were in Marina del Rey, and then we went to uh, Oxnard, right? Yeah. So yeah, the one the Coronado, the one the Coronado in Oxford. Yeah, I like I, that was super fun, dude. I really love that. Sleeping on a boat is just amazing. And then, I, and and but when we were sleeping, I woke up to Jose listening to an audio book. Do you do that usually, Jose? Do you usually sleep yeah. in, while you sleep? You listen to audio books. Yeah, I think that was the the power of focus, right? Yeah, that was a powerful book, man. I I really loved that. And at that time, like I was having a hard time focusing. I don't know what what it was like. Maybe astrology, maybe the stars or something. Where I, you know, people were saying that they were aligned in a in a kind of a a strange manner at that moment. And a lot of people were going through a lot of mental difficulties at that time. And I remember I could not focus. I was just thinking about the thinking about the past, thinking about all you know, and, and also the the stress about the the coronavirus during that time. I was. I was in a in a stressed out state, but then like you, I was listening to that audio book. I needed to hear that, and the, and that audio book was like soothing, and it was just like giving me all these ideas, and it was just nice to hear that to have that that in the background when I woke up and I was trying to go back to sleep, and I was but I was listening to that. Uh, you you want to talk about that book a little bit, Jose? Power. Absolutely. You know what? Yeah. So the the power of focus is I like to say it is, at least in my opinion. It is the most influential business book. And let me tell you why. Yeah. This book is beyond just personal development. 
it is a, a business book that you can use to hit your financial target. Hmm. Now, let me tell you my own personal story with this book. Yeah. When I started reading this book, that was back in 2014. So it was about yeah, six years ago. I was dating. I was dating uh, this amazing woman that she mentioned to me that, you know, at that time she was working in a, in a restaurant. And she, um, you know, she was doing everything she could, you know, to put a roof and food on the table, you know, for her three kids, right? Yeah. And uh, she used to see this gentleman, you know, who would come to the restaurant. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was a very prosperous and affluent. And every time he will come and she will serve him, he will give her like a big tip, like big tip. Like imagine, right? Like yeah. you come to the restaurant and you only spend tw uh, $20 on lunch, right? Yeah. But you end up, at the end of the day, you end up giving the server like a, a $80 tip. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that type of guy, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. It, even the tip was even bigger than what he actually, the amount of money that he consumed, right? Yeah. It was very generous, you know, and uh, so apparently she asked, you know, like, you know, I, I really, I'm, I'm so inspired by you, not just because you always give me big tip all the time, but it seems that you're always very happy, very fulfilled, very content, and you're very, very prosperous. And, uh, you know, I, I really wanted to, you know, I wanted to have the opportunity to learn from you and then if, maybe if you have something that you can recommend me because I want to improve my finances. You know, I feel like I work so hard, but I never have enough money. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so what he did, he quietly wrote in the napkin yeah. and put the name and the title of this book, right? Okay. And he said, no, you know, I want you to get this book immediately, The Power of Focus. And, and that's what she did. And it's interesting, apparently, if I remember, she didn't even have money to buy the book. And so, but she went to a public library and started checking the book and started reading it. And then she started applying the book. Oh my God. Well, just to keep the story short, yeah. she is financially free. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my God. She makes so much money, uh, you know, renting uh, and, uh, you know, for her apartments, and also she has like, uh, uh, like banks. You know, like she she is super prosperous yeah. because of this book, right? The power of focus, and again inspired me, man. When I, uh, I mean, I like to say that I credit all my success that I've been having to this book. You know, at least in the last six years, it's so amazing, book, man. I mean. Yeah. And I think that you had the opportunity to, to get some ideas, right, when you were listening while you were sleeping. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that was just like pouring in knowledge into me. And I was just, like I said, I couldn't focus at that time, for, like for that whole week. But it, it, so I was happy that, that I was, I couldn't focus on anything. But then that was in the background and I was just listening and, and absorbing some of this stuff. 
and it had a lot of powerful ideas and and it was it was like we reawakening stuff that I already kind of knew. He's talking about he was talking about the po- the power of like well first off yeah he was he was talking about how sex is 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 so powerful with a lot of these men in in uh but then how you can you can channel that energy to um to making the money and 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 being successful and all that and and yeah you know when when I first made my quadrant videos and stuff I talked about how sex is so powerful you know Freud talked about how you know set, dreams are are a lot of times motivated you know they they have to have a sexual basis around them and uh you know that's the 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 the, the manifest content of the dream is you know, you, it's something like mundane, like you're walking through the park. But according to Freud, there's a deeper latent content, and it's sexual, and it has something to do with. And, and but the idea with that though is, you know, people you can you can reduce things to that, and it be, and then that, that can become too mundane, and it can become too naturalistic. But then you got to look at what does sex represent? Sex represents the desire to to return. You know, according to Freud, it was a desire to return to the mother. But what does that represent? That represents a desire for a oneness for the transcendence of 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 your of your body of yourself to return to the mother to return to a oneness or to return you know when you and a woman come together as one and it, yeah it could be self confirmatory but at the same time there's everything's paradoxical it could also be self transcendence but but yeah, I was listening to this guy talk about this type of stuff, the power of the, of sex and the power of, you know, and, he's, and, he's, and he, I remember he was talking a lot about America. He was talking he was he was really enamored by by America and uh and and I know that you you're the same way. So I was wondering how how much of this book influenced your perceptions of 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 America and how uh and how profound of a of a of a institution or, or, or of a, of a government or, you know, of, of a system that, that is, that is in America. Okay. I see now what you mean. Yeah. So yes, I believe you're referring specifically to the book Think and Grow Rich. So Think and Grow Rich is, was written by Napoleon Hill. Okay. That was the and, book, huh? Okay. I think that one is, yeah. Now that you, as you're describing it, yes. And, <laughs> um, Oh my God, that's a, that's a classic right there. So, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. They're, they're, you know, so, there are 13 steps, right, to riches. And this book was fully developed based on a, a extensive research. So, Napoleon Hill was interviewing the 500 richest people in the United States. Yeah. In the early 1900s, yeah. right? So he kind of like, he wanted to find out what is the common thing, you know, like what is the bottom line? Why do all these successful people, what do they all have in common, right? Yeah. So and he interviewed them and he asked them the exact same question, right? Mm-hmm. So what he realized is that the what he was finding, what he was finding, what is the secret, right? What is the secret to the success, right? Yeah. So, he definitely compiled that secret in 13 steps. Okay. Right? Okay. And, but when he summarized everything, you know, when 
he compiled everything. You know, what the actual secret is, right? And what do the old people have in common? So, what they have in common is that they they knew what they wanted, right? Okay. They knew what they wanted, so that's what he called burning desire. Yeah. They have a burning desire, you know. That's the step one, right? So they knew what they wanted, and they also, even before they obtained whatever it is that they were looking for, whatever they obtained it, they saw themselves in having it. Wow. It's secret. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the secret, that's the secret that if you look at it, if you were to summarize thinking, bro, Rich, that's what the secret is. You know, like, for example, let's say, for example, right? Let's say you would like to, let's say you would like to be known as the creator of the quadrant, you know, the quadrant uh, formula, right? Yeah, yeah. The quadrant system, the quadrant theory, right? And that you would like to be paid for it, you know, billions of dollars. Yeah. Right? So, the secret to that is, okay, first is the fact that you have the burning desire, right? Mm-hmm. You really have the desire for you to be like the go-to person. You know, when people really want to know about the Quadramano, they have to go to Ryan Merkel, right? Yeah. You know, and that talking about, we're talking about the mainstream media, everybody has to come to you because you're the master of it, right? Yeah. So, that's one aspect. The other aspect is you seeing yourself and visualizing it that you already have all those riches available to you. Yeah. So in that way, when you wake up every morning, you know, and you say that statement in the morning and you say it before you go to bed, you feel like it is already attained, like it's already done. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that working towards it or that you're working hard for it, it's like it is part of you already. Yeah, and, and, and the fascinating thing about that, Jose, is yeah. is is the, the miraculous nature of the universe does it in ways that you wouldn't expect and goes about roundabout paths and, and manipulates things if you allow it to in a way that's so profound that you wouldn't have anticipated, that you couldn't have planned, but... If you're open to that power, to that yeah. to that higher power, to guide this, yeah, you 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 are involved in the process as well. But yeah. there's things going on that's also beyond your control, and it is actually coordinating things in a in a sort of miraculous supernatural way that you're involved with as well, but. It's doing it. And even that, even those thoughts, like, cause I'll tell you this, Jose, I knew when I was in preschool, I was going to do this with the quadrant stuff. Yeah. But where the question is, where did that come from? It's almost like it came from something that was beyond me. Yes. And, and. And I didn't, you know, necessarily say, oh, no, no, in preschool, oh, there's going to be a three plus one pattern. I didn't, that's, I didn't, obviously I didn't know that, but I knew that I was going to do this, this really huge thing. And then I also knew in 2013 that I wasn't ready to get it out after I had discovered it. So I think that, you know, things kind of got 
you know, manipulated in ways that, that, that seemed like, oh, it seemed like things went bad. It seemed like I got confused. It seemed like this stuff. But I think that my higher self even coordinated that. That I was trying, that this manifestation was working even in, in, in that kind of way, in that kind of manner, where even the things that seemed like they were going wrong, seemed like they were going bad, my higher self knew that it needed to work it out this way. I wasn't ready at that time to get it out. I didn't know enough at that time. I wasn't prepared enough. So I had to go through some some detours. But that was all that was all a part of the 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 process of that of that kind of supernatural plan. But there was yeah, there's a seed of manifestation going on that was that I don't want to take credit for. Because it, yeah. like I said I was in preschool. How did I even know that? Yeah. But my whole life, my whole life, I've been preparing for that. My, you know, that's the reason why, Jose, I never drank alcohol in my life. That's the reason why I never did any drugs in my life. And, and I have nothing against alcohol and drugs. When other people do it, I think that that could be great. For some people, that's appropriate. But I knew that in my – what as a character in this universe or with within this, this matrix or whatever, within this existence – that I'm playing within, I had to go do it in that manner. Yeah. And that was a part, that was a part, and, and the universe had a contract with me. Wow. That, that's deep. Yeah. That is deep. It's kind of like uh, you were meant for it. You were born for it. Yeah, the, the universe has a contract, but you gotta, you gotta fulfill your side. And, 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 and the universe... Yeah, but but the but the thing is, the universe is so powerful. The the high the, the higher that supernatural element is so powerful. It already knows. It's already fulfilling all of it. And 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 I can I can try to be you know at times I might think okay I disappointed the universe because I didn't you know write down enough. I didn't do enough of this. I didn't do enough of this. But the universe, you know, I, I gotta have that faith. The universe already knew that I wouldn't do that. That I wouldn't do it appropriately. That I would that I would, you know. Maybe I should I should have wrote a book at that moment about that certain phenomena and but at the same time the universe was was always had 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 my back in the process and knew the shortcomings that would occur, but it was still working. Wow. Dang. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of like a faith. It's kind of, even even through all the the trouble that goes on. Even through yeah. all the difficulties. No, that's a part of it. Yeah, very well said. Wow. But uh yeah, man. And then so can, well can, can, can you can you give me some examples, Jose? You know, I know that you're really into this idea. You know, I I, ne I never really tried to do like complete intention where I would write it down because I always wanted to let the universe kind of to take more control and I, I kind of keep it subconscious because I, when I when I looked at it I would look at like what, what Jesus said like the he said God already knows what you need so like I try to keep it a little bit subconscious because I'm like I, why, why do I need to say it because God already knows I'm gonna, I'm gonna let I'm, I'm and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let God you know coordinate things in a way that I that beyond what I would even imagine but I know that also there's a power of intention you know Neville Goddard talks about this that there is some capacities, especially if you can get into a, some sort of 
uh, dream orientation or kind of a, a higher level of consciousness, kind of a, a subconscious uh, mind state, kind of like a dream type of mind state going into the flow orientation. But there is a process of, of intention and manifestation. And what can, can you explain some of the how, how that's? I, I mean, I, I remember I went to one of your uh, a, t- a talk with you, and you and you were working with that with with intention and stuff. Can you explain this phenomena and how you how you work with it and 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 how that has it within your own life? What has worked with that? What hasn't worked with that? And just try to be honest with it. What what have you been doing with with this ideas these ideas of manifestation, intention, all that? Thank you. Yeah. So I like to start by illustrating an example. Hmm. I want a, a specific example of a very famous person, uh, and I'm gonna do an example of me, my own life, right? Yeah. yeah. So the, this example is Bruce Lee. Yeah. So Bruce Lee in 1969, Bruce Lee was living in his, he was in his lowest point of his life. Yeah. At that time, he was expecting his second child. Uh, I believe he was about to be evicted from the apartment, you know, that he was renting. Uh, he was not satisfied with his work. Uh, he was like, in all over the places, you know, he was doing some jobs here as an actor, some jobs here and everything, but there was no clarity, it was no definiteness, definite on what he really wanted, right? Yeah. Until he read the book Think and Grow Rich. So, on that year, he actually, just like exactly in January, actually, it was about for New Year's, he wrote his definite shift aim. So the definition aim is 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 the same thing as saying what is your intention for your existence, right? What is your ultimate intention for your life here on earth? Right? Yeah. yeah. And I wanna I'm gonna go over with you exactly what he wrote. Yeah. Okay? And uh I'm gonna text it to you. <laughs> okay. So now look, right here. The starting point of Bruce Lee is he's he, he financially distressed. Uh, he's about expecting his second child. Uh, you know, he's not happy. He's not satisfied. So his wife, you know, they were having so much, so much, fun, you know, difficulty, especially finance, financial, right? Uh, and look what he he wrote. Okay, yeah. he said, "Hi, Bruce Lee." I will be the first highest paid Oriental superstar in the United States. Wow. In return, I will give the most exciting performances and render the best of quality in the capacity of an actor. Starting 
Yeah. You know, so if you look at if you look at his biography or all that movie that he did in Hollywood, like the dragon, all this stuff, that was the year that he made all that. I mean, he was an like instant success, man. And wow, I mean, he he himself credit all his success to this book, Think and Grow Race by Napoleon Hill. He was also an avid reader. You know, that tells you something too about the most successful people, like billionaires right now, what do they have in common? They love to read. Apparently, if I remember correctly, Bruce Lee has, if I remember correctly, I believe was like about 9,000 books in his personal library at home. Wow. Unbelievable. That guy used to read. Like he was passionate. You would think that he wouldn't because he's so physically oriented. You know, he's constantly doing action-oriented stuff. You'd think that that would be like a passive thing that would be, you know, taking away from his, his fitness regimen. But how did he do that then? How did, I guess maybe he got tired from all the working and it would give him a time to lay back and read. Huh? It's, it's just amazing, you know. I mean, he, you know, at that point I got the inspiration myself, you know to create a reading program. So I I became a reading specialist. Yeah. I'm teaching people how to read. Be, just because of this a particular example, you know? Yeah. Uh, so when I was at UCLA, yeah. um, between 2005 and 2018, mm -hmm. a friend of mine gave me the Think and Grow Rich book, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I've been a tutor because I've been tutoring mathematics since 1999 when I won a math contest uh, in Honduras. And I became very famous because I was representing a public school, a public school that nobody knew about. And I I went all the way to the top competing with the American schools, you know, where, where all the richest people go and send the kids. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I made it all the way to the top, and so I was. My main thing was mathematics, right? Yeah. And then, uh, in my last semester at UCLA, I took a speed reading course, and along with this inspiration from Bruce Lee and Think and Grow Rich about the power of reading, yeah, man, I, I turned it into a, a my number one course for my students. So I am a mathematician, you know, that focus on teaching people how to read a book a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that helps you in any area, whether it is mathematics or science or social studies or English writing. Reading is the key to success, bro. Yeah. What, what about audiobooks, though, Jose? What about reading audiobooks? No, no, definitely. I think the audiobooks are, are also good, right? Because especially nowadays, sometimes we drive a lot. Yeah. So I think it's good to... To maximize our time while we are driving, yeah, that we can be listening to a book. You know, even when we're sleeping, right? Remember that night? Yeah. <laughs> so even when we have it's always good to listen to something while you're sleeping. You know, I mean, it can always, it can only, it can only help. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a way of maximizing your time. You know, while you are, because you know, I gotta go to bed no matter what, right? Mm. I have to go to bed, right? So why not, while I'm going to bed, listen to a good book? You know what I'm saying? See, that way that's a scarcity point. Jose, I'm the, same, I, I'm the same way, man. I've always been very 
focused on or like had deep concern for maximizing time. And a lot of people aren't like that. I But I know some dudes, like I, when I was playing b- basketball at UC San Diego, there was this, my teammate Kelvin Kim, he ended up playing professional basketball at Korea. It's no, it's no coincidence that the dudes who who maximize their times are the ones who are doing the big stuff. It's it's really not a coincidence. It's the dudes who are putting in the most work, who are taking this stuff seriously, but also they, they do the most work and stuff because they also have the talent. And that you know, so so then they, they can focus more and then, you know the guys who don't have the talent, they're not gonna be focusing as much because they're not they don't they know they're not gonna get so yeah, maybe that's also an aspect. So I don't want to discount that. But I remember this dude too, and we would talk about this. We would talk about this about ourselves. I would be like, yo, when I when I when I go to the bathroom, I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book while I'm going to the bathroom because I don't want to waste any second. Yeah. And I'm preparing for the test. Yeah. Even a month before. And I'm not wasting any second ever, any day. Even when I'm eating, I'm reading. Wow. And, and I would I would go to the go to the um go to the restaurants at, at UCSD. And I remember one of the ladies who worked there, she was a she was quote unquote African American. Again, it's all social construction, but but she would call me brains. And uh, because because while I would eat, I would read every time. Yeah. Well, and, and the other kids are are sit. Yeah. The other kids are sitting and they're they're socializing and, and yeah. What was that? Give me one second. Okay. One second. One second. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. I'm welcome. I welcome food. <laughs> Thank you, bro. <laughs> Sorry about that, bro. Oh no, no problem. Yeah, so so but but while 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 the other a lot of the other dudes, some people they 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 wanna they wanna spend. I mean, and, and that's fine. You know, some people want to spend time chilling out, hanging out with friends, and and you know, like when, when I was hanging out with you, sometimes it's a good there's there's a, it's appropriate. You can't like my grandpa would say, you can't step and walk on your tiptoes all the time. Sometimes it's appropriate to take a step back, but. For the dudes who are the best, nah, man. They know Kobe knew when he was when he was playing basketball. He knew he was the one who was going out late at night shooting thousands of shots. And he's not. He's take, the best of the best. Always take it. And, and there's what I. What, the interesting thing is, some people think that it's the people who are just talented. But I know the people who are who think that they're just talented and they think they're too cool for school. I know all those guys when I was playing basketball with them. And they're the ones who got left behind. Everyone. And even the ones who make it to the top. The ones who get left behind are the ones who are not taking it as seriously and working as hard with it. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of examples of even dudes who played who I know who played in the NBA and the ones who who dropped out because they couldn't handle it because because they never took it seriously. Because they, they, they were they were partying too much and they were doing too much you know doing too much drugs and stuff. Yeah. But the ones who make it to the top are you look at them, and they're the ones who are putting in the most effort. And it's not a coincidence. No coincidence, huh? That is so true. So and that's the idea, like the the burning desire. 
But again, you know, then you got to ask the question, Jose, is it because maybe, maybe it's because I, I, I was more introverted and I, you know, maybe I had some sort of like, you know, diff different socially awkward types of motivations. So then that, that forced me to work more on basketball and that forced me to work more on my books and stuff. Whereas those guys, they have different proclivities. Their, 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 their proclivities are more, uh, you know, hanging out with their friends or doing whatever. But, but for me, like, I can't, I can't handle it. If I'm going to the bathroom and I'm wasting time. I can't take that. I got to have a book with me or I got to be listening to an audio book or something. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so yeah, you ma maximize time reading. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And, uh, but Jose, I want to ask you, man, I know that when you were at UCLA, you were the tutor to Russell Westbrook. And 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 also, Kevin Love, right? Yes. All, a lot of these NBA players who went to UCLA, all well, all the all these UCLA players, you were their tutor. Yes. Was this just mathematics or tutor with everything? And and can you explain? I want to hear about this. I want to know, like, wh how did all this happen? What were you doing? Can you can you tell me some stories about these guys? Can you tell me like which one of them's which one of them was was, was focusing like were, were, who, which one of them was intelligent were, or was it like how was it teaching these guys were, were they were they interested in this stuff or were they just more focused on the ball like tell me all about this Yes yes this is so thank you for that question <laughs> It's interesting it's interesting too you know talking about burning desire right Yeah because it was around the same time when this friend of mine gave me the book, Think and Grow Rich. And I did my my statement, my definition and statement. And, you know, just like Bruce Lee did his, <laughs> I did mine too. So it's like a paragraph. It's not that long. And at that time, what I wrote down is that I wanted to be the tutor to the stars. Right? Yeah. And it's interesting too, you know, so interesting that it was, everything was so organically, like organically, <laughs> because I guess I became the favorite tutor to all the student athletes. So we had like about 400 athletes, right? Yeah. In the, in the athletic program. Uh, and there are 25 different sports for men and women. Yeah. And, you know, as you know, typically the most popular sports are the football team, the men's football team, and the basketball team, you know, for the most part, right? Uh, you know, because of the sponsorship, the endorsements, and the publicity, right? You you see them on ESPN. You know, uh, I mean, all, I mean, all the sports. I mean, UCLA is always number one. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you look at it, uh, sport. I mean, it's the no, there's no other school that have won many NCAA championships like UCLA. There's no other school. You know, that they don't even get closer to UCLA. You know. Yeah. So, uh, it's interesting. You know, like. I just happens to be in the right, in the right school, <laughs> yeah. right timing, you know. Wow. And UCLA is my dream school, you know. So let me tell you, let me just actually before I go into my relationship with with Russell Westbrook and all these amazing, you know, a star that became a star afterward. Um, I always dream of coming to UCLA since I was in Honduras. So I used to watch uh, Hollywood. You know, where I was saw UCLA. And my aunt on my father's side, 
she will send us clothes from America to Honduras. And I remember wearing the UCLA t-shirt, you know, the Chicago Bulls, right, as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always, you know, dream, you know what, when I grow up, I want to go to UCLA. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, look, people were laughing at me, but people okay. were crazy, like, how are you going to do that, you know? Are you serious? Wow, man. Yeah, people were like, crazy. These people were thinking I'm crazy. Nobody believed in me, man. Nobody. What? I met my grandmother. <laughs> I think my grandmother was the only one that would believe in me. And, uh, well, to keep the story short, I made my dream true. You know, I graduated from uh, Los Angeles Southwest College with a 4.0 GPA. soccer player, huh? Yeah, I tried out for the soccer thing. I made it. What? Then the issue was, the issue was my eligibility. Because due to the NCAA eligibility, I couldn't play. You know, because there's a four-year uh, deadline. And yeah. because I went to university in Honduras for two years, right? Oh. Before? Yeah. By the time I came to the U.S., I came to the U.S. at the age of 18. Because I graduated from high school like so early, right? Uh, and then I went to community college to learn English as a second language. So I was in the community college for two years, right? So by the time we hit 2005, which is the year I transferred to UCLA, my four-year jubilee was already expired. Yeah. So because of that, I didn't play for the soccer team. And, yeah, that's uh, too bad. But you know what? I say, you know, I really want to be involved with the athletic program. I want to be involved in any way I can. Yeah. So I applied to be a, a tutor for the athletic program, right? Yeah. So, and and at that time, I mean, I, was, I did so well my job, man, as a tutor. And it was all word of mouth. You know, like, then, you know, the student athlete will tell, about, you know, you, could, you should go ahead and have, have possession tutor. And, you know, I, Within like, I'm thinking maybe six months, I was like the most popular, not only most popular tutor there, but I think the most popular student at UCLA, like everybody knew me, man. Yeah. Just people, just by doing the right thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I will help people, you know, and, and, and sometimes student athletes, they have a very busy schedule, you know? So I will create a, a system for them to, to study and make it easy, you know? And they they appreciated me so much, you know. And uh, on my second year at UCLA, that happened to be the year when Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love came in, right? You know, I, I played with Kevin Love a lot. Like I played against him a lot when I was younger. And and, and I, I I had I had I had games where I was. You could ask the dudes who I was playing with when I was like in the, a freshman in high school. I was starting point guard on varsity, and I had games where I was like, I was kind of dominating. SCA when I played against them, playing against Russell Westbrook. I mean, I mean, playing against Kevin Love and, and, and Brandon James was on the team. You know, I remember the dude in the stands when he yelled at Brandon James, hey, you going to let that white boy do you like that? <laughs> but I played with Brandon James, you know, my whole life or, you know, growing up. 
So I already I already knew how to play against that guy, you know. But yeah, I played against Kevin all all those guys. But yeah, but but go ahead, Jose. Yeah, continue. <laughs> That's I had to, amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Look at you, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you actually contemporary, huh? Yeah. Kevin Locke. Well, well, actually, he he was he was a uh, when I was a freshman, he was a senior, but I was still playing against him because I I was you know, I was when I was a freshman, I was big time. But my, my shot was messed up. But, I, you know, a lot of coaches thought I was going to be playing in the NBA, you know, growing up. But I was the dude who was a, a freshman, but I was playing on even on the the traveling. Like, I was a starting point guard on varsity as a freshman. But also, I was uh, the start, like, when, when I was playing as a freshman, I was playing on the, the, on the, like, you know, senior traveling team. Like, the one that was playing against Kevin Love. Because... Cause you know at, at BTI they had different levels of traveling teams, and they put me as a freshman on the highest level team, the one that 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 was like the seniors, you know. And, and so we we played we played against Kevin Love, we played against all those guys. So that's how I got to play against you know even though he was four years older than me, you know. Is it not something? Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I see. So you were really, really good. Man. Yeah, but but my game got destroyed. My game got destroyed. Uh, yeah, like I said, I was a starting point guard freshman, but everything deteriorated. It's a long story what happened. My shot was continued to get messed up. We don't need to get into all the details. But yeah, at that time, I was things were big, big time. At that time, I was being recruited by a Division One schools all around the country as a freshman. Yeah, because they knew me. I, I was, I was, you know, at one point, I was ranked, you know, one of the best players in in my class. You know, for for a while, but but then you know things deteriorated. We don't need to get into all of that, but but yeah, when, as a freshman, I was being recruited by the top Division One schools. You know, wow. But but yeah, go go ahead though, Jose. What, oh, about, about the about the about. Same thing happened with me, and I and I, but I I did quit. But yeah, go, go ahead though, Jose. Wow. Yeah. So and I do remember so clearly, brother. I remember clearly because Russell Westbrook was also my roommate. Look, he was also my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> so we live in the same room, right? Yeah. In the same city, you know. Um, with Dragovic, you know, Dragovic, he was a, an a amazing a player from Serbia. He was at UCLA at that time too. Um, we were all living together in the same room and uh, in the same suite. I'm sorry, and um, I remember, you know, that I said to him, you know what? Don't give up, Russell. Do not give up, man. You're gonna be the best basketball 
player in the country. Wow. And, and look, I just said that out of nowhere, man, because I, I didn't have any evidence for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like, that's faith. You know, when you have faith, that's having faith, man. You were just I trying to make him feel good or what? You are just trying to make him feel good or no, you had that faith. What was it? I, I think that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit, man, yeah. because the Holy Spirit doesn't lie. You know, the Holy Spirit tells you just the truth, and it may tell you the truth about invisible things. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. for example, right? That, at that time, it was invisible. Like, and I would never, like, you know how it is sometimes, like, okay, like you, right? When you were in uh, Westlake, I mean, you went to Harvard. Harvard Westlake, yeah. So, when you started, and you were recognized, you know, because of your gift as a basketball player, yeah. right? Most people had this expectation, right, of you like, man, this guy is going to make a big, right? Yeah. And the proof is it because you were doing so good at the time, right? Yeah. You, know, you were doing so good, right? Yeah. Um, so, based on that, people kind of like, you know, they're fascinated. Oh, you know, Ryan Merkel, he's going to be so good. I mean, he's going to like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now, by this time... Russell Wilson was not even playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He ain't got yeah. playing time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and, and there was, I mean, it has to be the Holy Spirit that put those words in me as words of encouragement. Because when you look at it, words of encouragement, it, it comes from God, right? You know what? You know what, Jose? You might have actually provided that impetus. You might have provided that spark. So, yeah, it goes hand in hand. You know, it's like a, a you know a witch doctor. A witch doctor can tell somebody you're going to be a millionaire, or he can tell somebody you're going to be you're going to be sick, and it will come true. Because because of the power, it can have power on that. And, and maybe you know you had some sort of uh, some sort of presence, some sort of powerful presence that actually produced that result. But yeah, insane. Do you think do you think that that's true? You think that you might have catalyzed that? Or not yeah. you, the, you, because 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 you aren't that. You 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 in the universe because everything is one. Like you're a part, you're an instrument of the whole, you know, of, of God. But yeah, but but but, but, but what, what do you think about that, Jose? You think that that that, that you 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 inspired Russell and that's what what did it. You know what, definitely because I do remember that he was. I mean, he was determined. You know, like he said, you know what, I'm living. I'm leaving UCLA. I'm gonna go to a school where I can play because that's what most people, most athletes want. You know, they want to play. They want to have playing time. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, it's interesting. You know, I said that to him, and he said, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. Stay one more, you know, one more year, right?" Yeah. And about that time, Darren Collison, because Darren was the starting one, point guard, right? Yeah. And he, and, uh, Darren's not even close to as good as Westbrook now. Yeah, but go ahead. So, <laughs> so apparently he got injured. Okay. <laughs> he got injured, right? And then Ben Holland. Ben Holland also is a friend of mine, too. The coach? Yeah. He's an amazing coach, man. Okay. I think one of the best uh, basketball coach ever, man, Ben Holland. You know, obviously, uh, after John Wooden, right? John Wooden is a legend. But, you know, Ben Holland said, okay, I'm going to give it a shot to Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook, man, he just took it to a whole different level, bro. Yeah. 
very, all this spirit was very spiritual. It was just yeah. so spiritual. And yeah. It, it's, it's when you see somebody, man, like the David and Goliath story, you know? Well, they say they say he's very superstitious. Like he he has he has a lot of routines that he's constantly doing all the time when he's playing. I was the same way. I was always the same way too. I was the most superstitious, like the most spiritual superstitious. Yeah, and a lot of those dudes are the best because we know that there's a higher power that's controlling it, and it's not us. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. So, uh, and look. Look, man, look where he is. I do, I do remember, too, because I even wrote it. I wrote it, you know, you're going to be as big as Michael Jordan. And yeah. it happened to be that there was a statistics that apparently Russell Westbrook and Michael Jordan are the ones that have scored the most. I'll send you that statistic. Okay, okay, send me that, send me that. That it was just so, it's just so inspirational, man. Yeah. So inspirational, you know, like, wow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. This uh, this is all based on the uh, this this is a true story. Like yeah. is, the truth yeah. is the truth is is more brilliant than anything. The, yeah, the true stories. But the thing is, we, we the, I feel like I've disappointed reality because there's so much that I could have remembered and written down. But at the same time, I know that reality can't be disappointed. It it, it allowed for what for you know it, it know it knew that I would 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 do what I did you know. It, 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 but but the thing is, if you could really just transparently describe reality, what's going on and stuff, it's more brilliant than anything you can imagine. In terms in terms of like in terms of significance, in terms of you can't write a story more 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 perfect. You can't because because rea- no, it, it, there there is there, it's like a movie, but it's more brilliant. There's so much more meaning. It's like it, it's like a dream. In a dream, there's meaning. There's deeper meaning going on, and there's supernatural stuff going on. If you're yeah. if you're open to that, if you can see it, in reality, if 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 you're corresponding to reality in it in its true essence, it's going to correspond with you, and and guide you to the truth, and to yeah. and, and, and to powerful stuff. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, that, that that that's that yeah that's an awesome story with with you and Russell, and then. And then any other any uh, can you can you tell me any other cool stuff that happened with with that with with Russell with Kevin Love any of these guys you just 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 tell me tell me what it was like to teach them anything about that. Yeah, man, it's 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 like wow. For the two thousand and eight the Olympics in uh, in Beijing, China. Yeah. Now the, another inspirational thing that happens is that if you look. At the top Olympians, right? Yeah. You know, uh, 2008, right? Between 2008 and 2012 in London, right? Mm. You know, what really brought tears to my eye, brother, yeah. is that when I was watching television and I saw all those athletes representing the United States, yeah. you know, and even, and even, and even all the athletes from other countries that happens to be playing at UCLA, they were all personally tutored by me, man. You can imagine the joy. You you can. Wow, dude. You know it's it's it's. And you just you just fell into that. You just fell into that. And and you know what? You you thought you thought it was bad that you didn't play soccer. You 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 were upset about that, but then it worked out that that now you you you're the you were the tutor to the stars. 
There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And now, and now you're on the. You got boats all over Los Angeles. <laughs> you're staying. You're staying at a nice place up in Marina, man. Yeah, yes, living the dream, man. Living the dream, definitely. I always love the water. Yeah. Uh, talking about intention too, you know, like you know the intention, right? So if you look at the word intention. Okay. Okay. Contact with uh, with some sort of agent or publisher who's going to get this quadrant stuff on TV, who's going to get this stuff uh, circulated. And I know that uh, that I, I'm I'm grateful for you, Jose, for for you you pu- you published a, a little article on it. That was like I was I'm super uh, grateful about that. I don't know, you know, but but yeah, but I'm I'm thinking like I want to get like some sort of agent who's got that power. To get this stuff on TV, to get to get this stuff to the traditional publishers who are going to get this thing circulated throughout the world. Yeah, that's a goal. What would you wow. say about that? Wow. Okay, so let's keep it like, let's summarize that goal. Let's say the goal is that you would like to be a New York best-selling author, yeah. right? Yeah. Making millions and millions of dollars on the book sale, on, on your book on the Quadramato, right? Yeah. So let's say that's the that's the goal, right? So so you go, let's say in terms of the ABC system, so the letter Z, which is the last letter on the alphabet, right? Yeah. That's your destination, right? Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. when we get to so we are hitting letter A, this is the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Where you actually establish and set the goal, right? Yeah. And when that, that goal is completely fulfilling everything. You let it see, right? You are New York best-selling author, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say you are you made three million dollars in sales, book sales, right? Yeah. And you are, you know, obviously you are like an industry leader. You know, people come to you for interview for your book tour and everything, right? All that goes together, with it, right? Yeah. So it's the difference, right? So that's the goal. Now the intention. <laughs> The intention is both is it is the cause and it's the effect. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So the intention is the entire journey. It's not just the destination. Hmm. Oh wow. Okay. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. A lot of people love that quote from me. 
chill over, man. Yeah. It's the, the seat of the soul. It's called the seat of the soul. Okay, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write that down so I can check it out. Hey, I'm sending it to you right now as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in that one, uh, there's two chapters that focus on intention, like what actual intention is. Yeah. So, now, like, we know, right, the difference, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we know the difference between intention and a goal. Is, is the, the reason that we want to differentiate, you know, is that we want to be able to to make a conscious effort to turn a goal into an intention. Okay. Because what happens is that if you just set a goal, right, without having an intention for it, more than likely, that goal is not going to be a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so can you give me... Oh, but, but Jose, I, I want to say, though, uh, I have a, I have to, I actually have a, an interview with a, a, a spiritual guy. This guy's, his name is Mars Defala. He's a, he's a magic. He, he's, a, he's in the, he's in the magic and stuff. Uh, magic okay. community. So I have, I have, to, I have an interview with him at twelve thirty. So, okay. But, but so, so we're gonna have to cut it short at some point. But yeah. So, but, but yeah. Continue, Jose. No, yeah. So yeah, pretty much. I think that was the final thing that I wanted to share with you about intention. So the whole point here, right, is yeah. that that goal that you have, yeah. right, I want you to turn it into an intention. So the intention. What the intention is going to do is it's going to fill you up with a positive energy for you to consistently and daily and persistently pursue that right, right now. Yeah. You know, because I think what happens that when you set a goal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's disconnection. There's a disconnection between where you are now and where you want to be. Right? And because there's that disconnect, right? There's that struggle, right? There's the struggle, there's the effort that you have to, right? And this while is... You be, yeah. uh-huh. go, go ahead, Jose. So while you being intentional about it, it's, it's, it's just effortlessly, you know? I, I remember, like, I'm going to give you an example, you know? Yeah. I, I set a goal, right, in 2014 that I wanted to own a, a cell phone, right? Yeah. Now, I joined, I joined to this jack club hidden thing, Marina the Ray, mm-hmm. without a phone. I didn't even have a phone. <laughs> I joined it, right? Yeah. And then I realized, you know, like at the end of the year, 2014, 2018, I didn't have a phone, man. Yeah. And then, then the next year, I set the goal again. I didn't have a phone. <laughs> and, and, uh, so it was until I realized why. Because I was not being fully intentional about it. And that's what Napoleon here talks about. When you have a burning desire, brother, uh-huh. that's intention. Uh-huh. Now, now, this is the thing about this, Jose, is I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking, yeah, intention. But you know what? You got to, like Napoleon Hill said, you got to really want it. You gotta have that burning yeah. desire, and and yeah. this is a thing though. This is a thing about that. 
is you got to be ready for it. And, and it, that's got to be a real, you, you got to be ready for it. And, and, and sometimes you're not, sometimes you need to go through some detours. Sometimes, you know, I'm thinking in, in terms of like, I'm thinking over the last, you know, whatever, you know, since 2013, 2013, I got confused and there was more that I needed to understand. I needed to study the scriptures more. I needed to study the Bible, the Quran, the Hindu scriptures and stuff. And I need to get deeper understanding. So I got confused, but I needed that and I needed to go through a detour. And so I, my, my, you know, if in terms of intention, I, that was my intention. I needed to go through certain things and sometimes that's what has to happen. And then when you're prepared, now you can start manifesting what, what that is. But, but people aren't always prepared. And some people, I was thinking too though, Jose, some people's intentions are going to be different because think about this. Some people have different talents. They have different proclivities and, and they have different strong suits and they have different things that give them pleasure. So for, you know, not everybody's intention is going to be, you know, you tell this guy right there, okay, your intention should be, you want a boat, but that guy's like, I don't even, I don't like boats. So why am I going to have that intention? It's got to be a burning desire and something congruent with that guy. And he's got to be ready for it. And that's, you know, and, and, and if it's in, and, and, and that's a, that's actually kind of a, a, a participation with the universe because the universe knows what you're ready for. You're a part of that. And the universe is going to actually seed that intention in you. The universe and you are one and being is implementing those thoughts into you and those desires. If it's congruent with what you're ready for and what you're about and your nature as a character within this existence, you know? Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Wow. Let's speak it out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is beauty, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, so. Yeah. So definitely. So yeah, this is this is my message, you know, for for the listeners listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I like to say that. Every dream that you have is because of the fact that you had the dream is definitely possible. Because as Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind can conceive, can achieve. Yeah. Whatever the mind can conceive, you can achieve. Yeah. And uh, to always remember about intention. Intention, it is the energy behind every action, mm. every plan, and uh, let's make a conscious effort to turn the goals that we have into a intention, you know, because the goal is just a destination, while the intention is the whole journey, you know, it is the, the cause and the effect. Yeah. You know, talking about this interview... Right, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, if you look at it, this interview, uh, even before you send the invitation to me, yeah, right, yeah, I intended it to happen. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So I caused it. Well, well, think about this, Jose. What about that? You know, the, the the like the week ago. Remember when we ran into each other? That was like a. Yeah. I just you know I could have gone kind of that to that uh to that uh shopping structure at any point during that during that day but i went at the same exact time when you went when you were about to go and 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 that's a huge we're in a huge place and there's other structures but we were there at the same exact time there's some sort of coordination going on with us jose yeah, yeah go, go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
You see, but a lot of people aren't open to this, Jose. A lot of people aren't open to the, those magical aspects, those mystical things. But I know you are, right? You you see that. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that every day. But yeah, but what were you saying? Though? I kind of, I kind of cut you off, Jose. What were you saying about the the intention or whatever? Um, I was just telling you that the intention that I was telling you about is that so the cause and the effect, right? Yeah. yeah. So what it is is that <clears throat> for something to be beautifully created, right, through the power of intention, they have to be the universe whatever you want to call it knows what what you as an instrument are you a suitable instrument and can he use you because some instruments have different tendencies and some instruments can really be used in certain ways and 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 some people are going to take over and say god no i'm 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 not i'm going to do my own thing and I, you know how i know this jose when i used to write my raps I would write them, and this is from practice from basketball. I knew from basketball that I played the best when I didn't think, and I let God do it. Wow. So if if you're thinking you're you're screwing it up, if you're trying to do your own thing, you screw it up. You got to just let it go. And then the same thing when I would write my raps. I discovered at first, you know, I I tried to do it all myself. I. <clears throat> When I when I when I wrote the raps, I, I would think like I'm just gonna go by the sound and by my intuition of what's next. And I and I and if I ever tried, I I wouldn't let myself try to change anything. My intuition, or you could say it's the divine, is telling me right now I need to put an S sound right here. I don't know why, and I kind of want to say something different. I want to say peanut butter, 
But instead, it's telling me I need to put an S sound right there. So as I'm writing it, I put the S sound there. And then and then somehow, miraculously, even though I don't know where it's going to go, I put the S sound there. The intuition tells me at that moment. And and then somehow, miraculously, the, the, the rap ends up way better in the end. You know, so, so, so the idea is like, yeah, there, there's different instrumentations and, and the divine can know that about you. And the divine can know if you have a proclivity to, to be even able to be receptive to the divine. You know, the, if, if you, you, you can form a contract with the divine where, you know, Hey, you know what? I know some people don't, some people are grounded in reality and they're not open to this, to, to the, to mystical. So if, but if the divine knows your proclivities and also the divine already created your proclivities and knows everything. So so if, if, if you know, okay, I'm open to, to signs in reality, I'm open to the fact that, that there can be a sign in numbers, uh, or, or, or an animal can tell me what to do or stuff like that. You know, like, like, like a black cat just crossed my path. It, it, it can, it can move, you know, certain things can move you in certain ways. If you, if you're open to it and in reality and you are reality and you can communicate with each other, the universe and you can communicate with each other through signs. And stuff like that, but not everybody's open to that. But the but the but the universe knows who's open to it and who's not, and it's going to use who who's who's ready for that. But then yeah, then there's all the complexities. Some people are you know it already knows who's ready and who's not. It already created who's ready and who's not. It's all you know your your, your thoughts are not even your own in a lot of cases. Those have already been seeded in you. But it's it's complex. But but any, any other thoughts with this, Jose? Man. I want to hear that. Yeah, because I hear a lot, you know, a lot, especially lately, maybe in the last 10 years, I always hear people saying statements like, oh, I just want to, I just want to set it, I'm going to send this to the universe and let the universe decide, right? Yes, yes. So people kind of like uh, say statements like, okay, the universe has your back, right? And, And I believe when they say that, they're using the word universe as a way to replace with the word God, right? Yeah. And, uh, I or wanted to or synonymous, yeah. Yeah, or synonymous. But we know, you know, but we know God is way more than that. We, we know that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because, you know, it's interesting, you know, because uh, just to be impeccable, right, impeccable with our word, uh, God is the creator, right? So God is the creator of all existence, right? And within the God's creation, that includes the universe, right? Yeah. Now, I'm going to hear here. Here's the definition of what the universe is. So the universe is all of space and time and their content, including the planets, the stars, galaxies, and all other forms.
terms of matter and energy. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the scientific definition of what universe is, right? Yeah. But I, I like to say that a lot of people are using that word in a whole different context. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I like to say that to be more precise or to be more exact or more impeccable, yeah, we should use the word God or the Creator. Yeah, but but I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this this Jose yeah the, when people use the word universe a lot of them are, are are using it in a mundane way and they're using it in a way that might not be accurate but even the word God though Jose even the word God that comes from German and that comes from the word God and and that's not even accurate I I want to you know it, 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 maybe the word tetragrammaton because that's the Y H W N H that's the name of God in the Bible but the thing is that's so holy you don't want to say that name. It's so holy. You 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 know, it, even saying it is just reducing it. You you, you gotta with with the with the profound. You know, it's it's a, you have to have reverence for that name. And and so it's like the the close. You know, I, I'm I'm using the word universe, but of course, when I'm saying universe, I mean something so much more than that because my definition of universe is not the same as Richard Dawkins' definition of universe. And and it's and it's not even just the the contents of the the matter you know the the matter and all that 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 doesn't even exist that is only God yeah we know that that's just a quadrant reality yeah we know that's a cross exhibiting itself in formations in 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 this illusion in this matrix you know but 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 the, but the word universe that is yeah universe reality with a capital R with a capital U which means like a thousand times more than a lot of people think but regardless whatever word we use people are always going to have a different conception of that because people have their own their own uh, ideas and even agendas and even you know and, and that's all well and good everybody there's different aspects of the matrix there's different people with different uh strong suits and different orientations you know but yeah god god and creator that's that that's definitely profound too but at the same time, even that's not adequate. You know what I mean, Jose? No, I hear you. I hear you. But you know, if we're going to go in the context of, you know, just like that, Thomas Jefferson, right? Yeah, yeah. When Thomas Jefferson employed the word God, yeah. Yeah, he was referring to the Creator, right? Yeah. So, and it is well defined in the Constitution of the United States and the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And, uh, and it is a spiritual word. It's a spiritual word because, uh, you know, if, well, I mean, this, I know this is a whole separate conversation, but um, the reason that we are in such a successful country, right? Yeah. Uh, is because the nation was funded on on the impeccable integrity, you know, of the word of God, right? Yeah. It was funded. You know, um, you know, like there's no other country, you know, that set up a document, you know, for the, the democracy, that our foundation will be ruined. Like this is, is, is solid with a, so, uh, like a, a solid foundation, right? If you look at other constitutions of other countries, right? Yeah. Right? They yeah. were kind of like being kind of like afraid by using the word God, right? Mm. Because of whatever political reason, right? Yeah. But no, we openly we say, you know, this nation is gonna be fully dedicated to God. 
you know, when the pilgrims came here, the Mayflower, yeah, right? They dedicated that whole nation, right? Yeah, this whole nation is going to be dedicated to God because this is the only nation where we can be free because they were persecuted back in England, right? So, you know, I'm talking from that context, you know, that's the context that it was used by the first people that came with that idea that wanted to have freedom, right? Yeah. It's not the same meaning that it is now, you know, so I don't know why people want to change things around okay i'm gonna call it universe all this stuff you know, well, that's what, a whole different thing here. well we, we we know we know with the with the pilgrims and stuff they were you know they they had a lot of difficulties with the with the notion of god and yes god is is responsible for everything even the difficulties that's all a part of the plan and it's all through the quadrant framework really if you look at it so it's all being oriented or organized through the cross but but I'm, i'll say i'll say this right now is that you know they're they're, they're using the word god now, now the question is though, again, like you know, when when the when the founding fathers they they put or, or whoever put made the dollar bill, they put the tetrakis on a dollar bill. Well, according to Pythagoreans, the tetrakis, that's the fourfold, that was God. And even the like the, the, the Israelites, it's the tetragrammaton, that's God, and that's so holy. That's that that's that's so holy, you know, to, to even say that, you know, but but the, but the idea is, you know, there's people who worship God means power, and it comes from a German word, God. And you know they they worshipped Odin, but they also worshipped the god of the you know a, a god of Mercury. They worshipped the god of Jupiter. They worshipped you know the 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 the, the Greeks they worshipped God, but they worshipped the god of uh, the sky, Zeus of of the clouds, and they worshipped the god of the of the sea, Poseidon. And the Hindus they worshipped the god of the fire, Agni, and they worshipped the god of but you know and and, and they worshipped the god of. Uh, of of whatever you know, a lot of different gods, but really all these gods are are are, are just aspects. They're, they're all powers. Even in the Bible, it uses the word Elohim and it uses the word the Tetragrammaton for God. Elohim means powers, and 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 they acknowledge that there were other powers. They you know the 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 early Canaanites, who they 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 worshipped many gods. They worshipped the god god of Venus, who was Atar, and that's Satan. You know all these different gods. And, but the idea is, yes, yeah, yeah, all of them are a part of one God, and that is that's a tetragrammaton. You know, but the God that we're talking about, the founding fathers, right? Yeah. The context of that God is the God of Israel, you know, the true God, the one true God. Yeah. Right? We yeah. talk about that one true God, you know, the, and, and we want to make sure that we know the difference. Yeah, and, and, and that's that's a tetragrammaton, and that's that's and that's expressed through the quadrant. That the tetragrammaton is expressed through the quadrant and everything. That's that's the supreme, the the cross. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not afraid to say it because I I got all the evidence and I see it and and I know it. I intuitively knew it. You know, it's 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 so powerful. And you got to embrace that, or you don't have to. But you know, I I've right now I've been embracing that. And I'm not afraid to speak it out. So, but at the same time, I want to, I want to understand, like, I know that there's so much more I can understand about God. So I want to read the scripture some more, Jose, and I want to study it more and more and more so I can get, I can get more congruent with God and, 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 and really get a perfect mode of being with God. So I study, I want to study it, study it. And I want to see, okay, God wants me to do this. And and I want to I want to completely empty myself of myself so I could just be for God. Amen. So. Wow. Yeah. 
But, uh, man, Jose, it's, it's been like a really a pleasure, man, talking to you. And I want to, I want to, I want to do more podcasts with you at some point. Would you be down for that, Jose? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 and before you go, yeah, I want you to write down for all the listeners listening to this. I want you to write down an intention, you know, um, you know, you can write a list of maybe, let's say, like, your top 10 intentions for the year, 2021, right? Uh, uh, you know, whether it is in the area of, of health, uh, let's say the intention is, okay, I want to be in the best shape of my life by having my ideal weight according to my height, right? Uh, or it is in the area of, of wealth. You know, like uh, I would like to triple my income, whatever it is, right? Or if it is in the area of love, you know, I would like to establish a better relationship with my with my uh, significant other, or I want to actually start a relationship, you know, with the love of my life. So whatever in whatever area, I want you to write it down, and I want you to say it seventeen times. Okay. And you say it 17 times in the morning as early as you wake up and before you go into bed. Yeah. You say it 17 times and you do it consistently within 21 days. Okay. And I want you to tell me what happened. 17 times, boy. <laughs> and, and, and then so, so when I get back in touch with Jose and we do another podcast, I want people to be messaging me and telling me how that worked so that we can there talk about that. There you go. So I want you to just send messages. Really take this seriously. You know, I want to see how this manifests, how this works. And I want you to be honest. I want, I, I want, I want some messages now and I, and I want to get, you know, I, I, I want, I'm, I'm really excited about that. So everybody, you know, who's listening to this, uh, try just just work on do do what Jose said right there, and then uh, Jose, before you go, really quick, I just want to ask, uh, you know, do you want do you want to tell them about anything else you're doing, like with the with the Mathematics, you're a tutor, you tutor the stars with right now with Mathematics, you're tutoring celebrities, celebrities' kids, right? Yes. And 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 especially focusing on mathematics, but I think you're tutoring in all fields, right? And just. It, are you looking for you know do you, do you want people to to you know maybe uh reach out to you if they want tutoring or or you know any any anything with that? You know yeah you know like uh, I I'm I'm here to to offer my my help in uh, in anything I can be of service to mm-hmm. and uh, people can always reach me at Malibu Education at gmail.com. Uh, for any, uh, whether it is just a, a virtual speaking engagement or they just want to have a 15-minute consultation, I'll be happy to help. Yeah, so people can email uh, Malibu Education at gmail.com. Awesome. And then we could we could we talk about it more uh, more about the tutoring with the mathematics and just you know I remember we had, last time we had we were we were in the boat when we were. Uh, that was that was so fun, man. Uh, going in that uh, inflatable boat, going around Marina. 
but dude, dude I, I love that. I love that. But, but I remember we were talking about Pythagoras and stuff and we can get into stuff like that. I want to hear, I mean, I, I got a whole book on, on quadrant mathematics. I got a whole book on that. So, you know, I want to hear more about that. And, uh, anything else you'd like, like to say, Jose? <clears throat> Yeah, and, and I'm looking forward to just uh, continuing corresponding with you, Jose, and and like in 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 any time you want to come through, uh, hang out or whatever. You know, I'm in I'm, I live in uh in the, in the valley, so just come through, man. Lunch, whatever, and uh, I'm just looking forward to 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 continuing our our uh, our friendship. Absolutely, Brian. Thank you, my man. All right, Jose. It's great talking to you, man. You too, okay? Have a beautiful day. All right, bro. Take it easy, man.